0: Hello everybody, my name is Jeannie Rodriguez and I am a survivor of domestic violence. Welcome to Karma's Calling. This is my very first episode to my podcast, so thank you for tuning in. I hope that you can join me on my journey every Saturday and stay for what's to come. Happy October. This is a very special month. Some of you may or may not know it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is why I decided to come out with my podcast on the first Saturday in October. So wear your purple. (laughs) However, I will first introduce a little about myself. I am a third-year college student attending California State University Northridge, and I am majoring in broadcast journalism with a minor in communications. Three fun facts. I drive the most awesome purple Jeep, I love yoga, and I am also a mother to an adorable potbelly pig named Winnie. I work in Simi Valley as a counselor for kids that range from the ages of pre-K through 8th grade. Shout out to them. I miss them very much because I was unable to be with them due to this pandemic crisis. However, I am working with some of them this following semester, and I am extremely excited about that. While I am a passionate writer, I have my own blogs as well, and you can follow me at geniechristine.com. right, that's enough about me. I want to dive into what my podcast is all about and explain why I chose the name Karma's Calling. The name is extremely important to me. It's why I am even here right now. I took my notes in my journal and made it come to life, so I am thankful for that, and I really want it to just speak for itself. But before that, I want to start this episode with the confidence I learned to carry by speaking my truth. I want you as the listener to get a taste of that confidence and be hungry for that change in yourself if you notice something you struggle with today. Therefore, I will state again, my name is Jeannie Rodriguez and I am a survivor of domestic violence. I am here to tell you that if you are like me, then you are living proof that you are not a finality. You matter, your voice matters, and your story matters. Being strong goes beyond the measurement of muscles. And here, our strength is created when we share our truth. Because we are not going to be defined by what happened to us. Karma, an action, not a result. I chose karma because it is the freedom to decide who we are and where we are going. Karma is the redefining of our strength. It is not the end of our story. It's the emphasis that our story is just beginning. We all have the power to grow, love, and heal. In today's podcast, I will open up about an experience with abuse. Each week, it will differentiate between interviewing the stories of survivors and talking with experts about the various types of abuse they encounter. Speaking our truth breaks the barriers of withholding the feeling of shame and works towards highlighting the empowerment of our journey. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate, and educate its listeners about domestic abuse. I believe our voices are the most powerful weapons we carry. Together, we can create a safe space for survivors to heal and build the confidence to recreate their narrative. Understanding we are survivors instead of victims. Choosing to stand up and speak out will not only impact the lives of survivors, it gives a voice, a name, and a purpose to the pain that was silenced. Hand-in-hand, my goal is to shift the focus of societal norms, and with the help of a supportive community, I know that we are capable of truly amazing things. We are not alone. As we normalize becoming comfortable with talking about the real battles we face behind closed doors, we will begin an evolution that encourages the value of being a fearless, self-loving, and resilient survivor. I am on a learning journey through self-reflection just like you. Your willful action awaits you karma's calling. I want to tell you a story about a girl I am extremely close to. It entails a story where she experienced and survived domestic abuse. For the sake of anonymity, I am going to refer to her as Jay. Everything talked about are her own experiences through her own perspective. Beautiful to me is being vulnerable, being open, raw, and real. Nothing fills a room more than the presence of vulnerability. It is where you are the most intimate with yourself because no one in that moment can tell stories to make up who you are. It is just you and your truth. Jay tried that after she had gotten out of her abusive relationship. And what she realized was that she couldn't help people like me until she took the time to help herself. The idea of people going through what she has gone through was enough for her to want to create something bigger than herself, for a community that is really misunderstood. I will not say everything in order, I will just flow with her story as it comes to mind. Here is her story. Jay met a persistent man trying to talk to her for weeks. After some time, she finally decided to give him a chance. It wasn't too long after that she had finally broken things off with her last boyfriend. She was vulnerable, but he was aware and was patiently waiting for her to go on a date. In time, her goal was to get out of her comfort zone and felt that maybe the right man for her was someone she normally wouldn't go for, and that's what she did. Jay was a very busy woman, so after work she decided to go out with him and grab drinks. They ended up chatting in his car and just sat there conversing what their lives were like, when suddenly, their biggest desire strayed away from their hopes and dreams and was redirected towards acts of feeding his own ego. He seemed cocky and conceited, which she noticed, but Jay believed in that moment he was a confident man that knew what he wanted. He knew all the right things to say. He treated her the way all fathers wished their daughters would be. He worshipped the floor she walked on. He took great care of her. He always wanted to be around her. She loved it, and she loved the attention she was getting. Jay finally found a man who could care for her and treat her how she deserved. He charmed her well and had she fell for him, which she did, it was instant. Jay was head over heels for him and he was for her. He was a talker and her ears consumed everything he said as if her life depended on it. Ironically, she didn't know one day it would. He made great money and was never shy about it. He talked about a business he started and how it was thriving. He always wanted Jay to be a part of it, but at first she wasn't interested. They were both young and sprung off of each other's love. It was only until he began to say things he couldn't take back. Things like how terrible of a girlfriend she would be if, as her man, she wasn't by his side to build his business. She felt like he was trying to force her to do it. He kept shoving how bad it would make him look down her throat if she didn't join. Jay and this man started fighting a lot more than usual, and things began to change not only in her relationship with him, but with herself. She started to tone down her voice so he wouldn't think she was fighting. Even if it were just for a question, she started to agree more and became permissive. To avoid arguments, she let go of a strong presence she once had and became passive so he wouldn't drill into her mind that she was wrong and incompetent. She started speaking less and following more. She started letting him decide for her, She stopped believing she deserved respect because, in her eyes, what was respect if she didn't have his? Her relationship went from everything she ever wanted to a constant blame game she could never win. So she decided to walk on eggshells for the man she loved. Jay loved him for who he was, not for what he had. That's why he chose her too. Both in love, they managed to make things work over and over again even if they came from two different worlds and could never find common ground. The only thing they understood was that understanding one another was their biggest problem. Jay never asked him for anything but the reciprocation of love itself, and that was still too much to ask. He did what he had to do, and eventually, so did she. He admitted that his love for her was far greater than anyone else he was with. She was never in it for the money like other girls. He couldn't let her go even when they knew their differences would eventually destroy each other. He made her feel guilty for not wanting to work for his business and began to criticize her life. She didn't get that his time was valued more at his business until he could create a stable foundation where finances and money was not an issue. He tried to build a life from nothing, and all she could see was he wasn't loving her the way she knew how to love. She felt he didn't respect her because as soon as an argument would break out, it got very ugly. She was more emotionally mature in comparison to him. That was a quality he lacked. However, he was more mature in an intellectual business way in comparison to her. He was thinking ahead, and she was thinking about the present. He didn't know how to accept his mistakes shamelessly. And she never forgot that. Their age and qualities assigned for each of these contexts were culturally significant indicators of independence that often varied as results of social sentiments from their own childhood. Please be aware that no 18-year-old girl would know that. (laughs) But regardless of how educated, mature, and wise she was for her age, nothing could prepare her for this or the awareness she would need with herself to truly understand what was happening around her. Their worlds together were constantly changing. While they grew, they had to keep in mind their partnership was growing in a fast-paced environment as well. It caught up with them. They realized they were holding on by a thread, still trying and trying again to make it work. Their two lifestyles caused friction in their priorities and goals, and it didn't help that their families were beginning to get involved, especially families that once liked their partner. (laughs) We all know how that goes. Once you tell your family too much, that's it. Signed, sealed, delivered. If something bad happens in your relationship and they are aware, there is no going back. And if you have a sometimes very harsh, critical or judgmental family like hers, please put on a bulletproof vest because you will get hit left and right, no questions asked. You can't choose them, but you live with them, right? You just learn It's because they care. They just don't know how to express it appropriately or respectfully. All right, back to Jay's story. He began making judgments of her character, her authenticity, and her values. As he questioned and doubted her, she then questioned and doubted herself significantly. He continued to push how it wouldn't look good if she wasn't a part of his business and started pressuring her with the worry of his friends— family, and business partners. It came to a point of disagreement. Jay said it was his choice to either have and accept her as she is or choose the life he wanted to live without her because she didn't want to be forced into it. Her family refused to welcome him into the family now. They didn't like him or his business and didn't want to see Jay a part of it. However, convincing Jay as usual... She ended up joining and gave in to give up a lot of what she knew as her normal to fit his. It was only the beginning. This new experience enthralled her, but she was never impressed with money. All her life she was spoiled or got it on her own, so the nice cars, nice houses, and the traveling with him was different. It started to feel different. In a room full of people, Jay started to feel alone. Everyone knew her name and loved her, but she felt like an accessory on his arm. Like a shiny trophy he owned and kept under his wing so no one could steal it. He made a promise to Jay. A promise that things would be different if she could just wait. So she did. She tried and tried again to understand how they got to where they were at. Understand why he talked to her the way he did. Why she kept forgiving him and trying to fix things for a relationship only working for him. Any changes only applied to her. She was always at fault. Excuses were made for the way he treated her. It was always because of something she did. And that was why he had to respond the way that he did with her. That pain felt familiar, but she couldn't put her finger on it. Jay's instinct was he was becoming more full of himself. Signs of arrogance and entitlement started to flourish in the air and crept into his thinking. Maybe a thinking that was always there, but found a way out. He had been such an amazing boyfriend, so she overlooked it every time. Instead of seeing him for what he did to her, she chose to see the good in him. She believed in change. Jay chose to try to understand and make sense of his love. When she wanted to leave, she would look for any one reason to stay. It didn't matter if there were 10,000 reasons to get up and go. Jay tried her best to fix him. A natural healer in the making, wanting to make him better, to make him the best version of him he could be. Jay was so focused on his growth that she pushed aside her own. She forgot about her wants, needs, and desires. She forgot about what she deserved. Jay let her standards drop as she let more mishaps slide. She got comfortable in it. She didn't see at the time that when he said he wanted to change, he could only really prove it with his actions, not his overused sorries and apologies. She saw something in him when everyone told her his darkness would entrap her. She wanted to save him so bad, she forgot to save herself. Words can only hold so much value. Apologies played for her like broken records on repeat. His word was starting to lose meaning. She could only take so much. He spoke highly of himself and of his family. She loved his family too. His family was in the business as well, and he never failed to share the ridiculous amounts of money they all made each time they got paid. He wanted to live a fancy lifestyle with the finer things in life. He wanted to build this vision of an empire together with Jay by his side. She wanted nothing more than to be by his side making it happen but her family made it nearly impossible for her to make her own choices. They believed if she couldn't stand up for herself or leave him, then she shouldn't or couldn't get the option to decide what was best for her. They stepped in every chance they could, making it nearly impossible to live the life she wanted with him. Jay's boyfriend lived his life wanting to prove to everyone he was a winner and he could never be deemed less than. For him, success made the bigger picture. Money and power was exactly what drove him to get up in the morning and go to work. She loved his drive and ambition, but what she didn't love was the lies he would commit to her using faulty wordplay. He managed to do it well. She was slowly being brainwashed into a thinking that wasn't her own. Many apologies were becoming habitual. He charmed everyone with his words, his smile, and his humor. She was hooked. Things started to change again, but this time, it only got worse. When he asked Jay what she wanted to do, she told him more about her passions and goals she wanted to accomplish after graduation. He made her feel like her dreams were inferior to his, as if they would lead her nowhere and that she was incapable of making it. At first, it caused her to stubbornly argue with him fighting battles she could never win because no matter how much she tried to convince him of her worth, he only had a tunnel vision for his business. It hurt her. He always said she was better off joining his business and leaving the world she knew behind. She wanted to be and play that role so bad, but it wasn't her. And if she failed, it was all because of her. She was never enough, a pain so familiar struck her. Since her family didn't like him, they gave him a hard time from the beginning. He never had a chance, but she chose him. She loved him and they didn't like that. They realized she was changing and didn't like who she was becoming. They told her she was straying further and further away from the free spirit she once was. Jay was now always stressed, angry, and anxious. She could be startled easily and never wanted to go out. Jay started to feel like she lost her freedom. Things she knew were wrong didn't stop her from allowing them to happen. She thought he loved her, and he did. But that's the funny thing about love and abuse. They can't coexist. You are being entangled into a life you won't even recognize. She said it was like drowning in a pool with people trying to help her reach the surface. But a ball and chain was weighing her down from her ankles. Little did she know that ball and chain was weighing her down long before she jumped in the pool. He would tell Jay that if she loved him, She would be open with him and only trust in him to protect her. She thought that when he asked for all of her usernames and passwords to social media, her email, and apps that it was love. She apparently didn't know real love. She was always searching for it. Searching for a love to please and fix. Jay was the hardest on herself but she learned that from somewhere. She was forced to share her location and even though he had it, it was never enough for him. He would FaceTime, call, and suffocate her in texts because he was fearful of the day she would realize she was deserving of a man that talked to her and respected her as a woman should be. He was obsessive and in a way she liked that. It drew her in closer and pulled her away when she would get hurt. Push and pull. It was a bond so strong they were obsessed with each other. He would always tell her that he was insecure due to his past relationships He would project that onto her and even tell Jay that she would cheat on him and leave him one day. He would make her feel guilty for things she never did. She wanted to do nothing more than protect his heart, but she should have known to protect hers more. Jay said he looked through all of her things, her phone, messages, emails, DMs, and would search to accuse her of anything he could find just to put her down. Jay said she remembered an example of an encounter like that was when she responded lol to a message that one of her guy friends from a class commented on. He found the Instagram message and called it cheating. He told Jay that she was a terrible and sleazy woman who didn't have his back. He would cuss at her f you, you are s-h-i-t, it was traumatizing for her. She became so fearful of talking to anyone. He made her believe that in order to be a good woman, she had to cut off any person that wasn't her boyfriend or his family. He blocked every man on her phone and social media. He didn't want her to talk to anyone that was a so-called friend. He said Jay didn't need anyone else. He told her everyone else was trying to get in between them or in the way. He cut off more people that didn't deserve to be cut off more than the ones that did. He protected her and always made sure to put her first, but it was becoming too much. Jay was by his side every single day. His protection became control and his love became power. Then it was all jealousy and fear running through the roots of their relationship. She felt suffocated and started to push him away. It was killing her inside to be with him. Yet something kept pulling her back. He feared losing her, so he started taking things away so he was all she depended on. That familiar feeling twisted her stomach inside out. She wasn't allowed to take pictures and videos with friends. She wasn't allowed to live a life that he wasn't a part of. He couldn't miss out. If he did, then it caused an argument. He had to control everything in her world. This led her to eventually lose her friendships. He wanted her to be surrounded by winners, but he never handled their situation appropriately. His version of winners was only a group of people he approved of. Jay's family made it clear that he was no longer welcome at the house. She stopped answering calls, texts, and resisted any kind of contact with people she knew. Each day, he told Jay they were all bad influences and that no one could want better for her than himself. She would question him and they would get into ugly fights until he got her where he wanted her. He hit her where it hurt and she shut down. He started saying she had no credibility and that she was pathetic. She didn't know where this was coming from but it damaged her confidence. Jay said that he would tell her no man could love her the way he could and no man could ever take care of her or meet her needs the way he could. He slowly took everything away so her mindset was that she needed him to get through it and survive. Just for speaking her mind, he made it seem like she was starting a war. A war that didn't exist before because he used to always say he loved her for speaking her mind. It manipulated her thoughts. It changed her flow and the way she functioned. She blamed herself for his confusion. She put herself at fault for his grooming. She didn't get it. She felt stuck and alone. For trying to communicate healthy, he would say she was crazy, overdramatic, couldn't control her feelings, and that she was always looking to start problems. He invalidated her. He never let her feel, think, and decide anything on her own. His behavior forced her to let him do it all for her. It was starting to make sense now. She was understanding why this feeling was so familiar. It was a shadow in the back of Jay's mind, but she didn't want to make it real. Jay couldn't bring it to the light just yet. Time passed and she decided to keep writing for him in his business because she wanted to be the perfect woman for him. And if that meant doing this for him, then he would be happy and stop badgering her. She would finally be enough. Jay believed that he would finally be at peace with her and love her as he did in the beginning, or so she thought. Jay's boyfriend finally waved flags of the person he was all along. Jay later realized that It may have never been him to begin with. It was a show, a performance. After she started working with him, there was always something wrong with what she was doing. He would tell her things that made her lose confidence, more than she had already lost. Her self-esteem was at an all-time low. He would tell Jay ugly, disgusting, and hurtful insults every single day and brush it off his shoulder like nothing. She was supposed to just forget it. He would make excuses and say it was a joke if she was hurt. But they both knew it wasn't. So instead of leaving him begging for forgiveness, like she could have, she challenged herself to be better for him. Instead of calling him out for his wrongdoings, she looked inside herself for change. Jay believed it was really her. She had this deep urge built up inside her that made her want to prove she was worthy of at least something. And when he would tell her she wasn't sacrificing enough, She fell apart. She still loved him, though. Even when he said she was being lazy and selfish because she couldn't give up nearly everything in her life to live his, he expressed all of his anger to her every day. Then he took it out on her. He let out every single emotion, good or bad. Mostly bad. The fights reoccurred more. Jay never knew what he could possibly find next to be mad at or when. It was so often that it became habitual. It got to the point of asking him what was wrong before anything else. They were the first words in her vocabulary before hello. Jay was a carefree, happy soul who was really close to her family. She loved her family and listened to their advice any chance they gave it. When she had gotten into the relationship before the abuse, her family knew something wasn't right, especially her mother. We all know a mother's instinct nine times out of 10 is right. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Jay's family was not accepting of him from the beginning, and it was hard. Her family made it hard for him to feel accepted or welcomed into their home, so it became a choice of him or them. Jay picked up on strange behavior that distanced herself further and further away from her family. She would come home and go straight to her room. She was constantly arguing with her boyfriend over their current situation, which made her circumstances even worse. Her family said her boyfriend was controlling. That was coming in one ear. Her boyfriend was telling her that her family was controlling. That was coming in the other ear. Being fed two different things to believe is hard, especially when it's people you truly think want the best for you. When she would come home, it was noticeable that she had spent her day crying. Jay was extremely irritable, stressed out, and disorganized. She was all over the place and avoided talking to anyone as much as possible. This was unlike her. Her mother would knock on her door asking what was wrong and she would open it and lie. Everything was becoming too much for her to handle. She couldn't think for herself. She didn't know what she wanted. Everyone made decisions for her. It was her new normal. She became a liar just as her boyfriend lied to her, and she became a good one. She didn't want her family to know what was happening behind closed doors. Jay couldn't even tell him what was happening behind the doors he wasn't welcomed in. She didn't want her family to hate him more than they already did and vice versa. She felt like no one could understand without judging. She didn't need opinions or unsolicited advice— She needed someone who could listen. She needed a friend. Jay tried to make everyone else around her happy. She pleased everyone else's needs before her own. When it came down to her own needs, she was lost. She didn't even know what that was or what it looked like. Jay couldn't identify her own feelings. She felt empty. She made up many stories and excuses to cover up the pain her boyfriend caused her. After a while, she just became numb to it. But her mother always knew there was something off. Jay pulled away from her family, friends, co-workers, and anyone trying to get close to her. So isolated from the world, she missed out on opportunities she had always wanted to do. Jay had plans to join an organization with her older sister. She was excited to be a part of a journey that would get her closer to women who inspired her. Her boyfriend talked her out of that. He manipulated her into thinking everyone else besides him would bring her down. He would say she needed to use her time wisely. He reminded her often that no one could ever love her more than him and that no person in this world could want better for her, even her own family. Her heart was splitting two ways. As her family started to openly call her out on her abusive relationship, she would take his side and stand up for him. When she would talk to her boyfriend about what her family would say, He would flip the script and gaslight her. He would tell her to believe things that didn't happen. Jay didn't have the best memory. With all of her stress piled on, it was easy for her to make the chaos stop by buying into the belief of her family wanting to keep her from becoming all she could be. The mind can be a tricky place. Her family predicted he was going to ruin her life. They said she would regret it all one day. He told Jay they were suffocating her. He said she was being babied so much that she couldn't make any of her own decisions. When he would criticize and accuse her family, she would argue. Jay stood up for their true intentions, but he just took that as an opportunity to get into her head and lie. He told her that she was weak and that she couldn't make any of her decisions. He never knew how to communicate in a calm and effective way. He couldn't control his anger. It always went from zero to 100, there was no in between. He would tell her that she wasn't a worthy woman because she was soft and couldn't speak up for their relationship. Along with her being too indecisive with no credibility and no way to think for herself, Jay was beginning to fall under a toxic cycle of abuse. Jay was so low, she believed everything he was telling her. It fed his ego and it fed her weakness, when he told her she couldn't find better, do better, and that no man could love her like him, she listened. It went from just words and arguments to her reality. Jay struggled with more life-changing decisions. Such as getting anxiousness trying to pick what she wanted to eat, where and even go. She couldn't trust herself anymore. She couldn't differentiate between true and fake. She says she felt as if she were looking at herself through a lens on the outside of her body looking in. Feeling so disconnected from who she was. Looking in the mirror was terrifying. She was becoming depressed and stopped being passionate about things she loved. She wasn't living. She just was. There is no better way to explain it because her vibe was just off. And Jay was miserable. At this time, she really lost the values in her life. She carried sadness in her eyes and pretended to be happy so the people around her didn't notice. She faked being okay so they wouldn't judge her more, adding fuel to the fire of judgment she was already receiving. Jay loved to work out, write, work, and go to school. After her boyfriend influenced her to drop the idea of joining an organization with her sister, she started committing even more of her time to him, just like he wanted. This made her feel worse than lost. Her way of life was feeling like it was a downward spiral pummeling down. She felt worthless if she couldn't make him happy, proud, or impressed. She didn't open up to friends or family about what realities were living in her unhealthy relationship. Embarrassment and pride stood in the way of that. There was no way Jay could be with a toxic partner. If so, they would say it wasn't true that she was crazy or that it wasn't her because Jay was the last person you would ever think to have entered an abusive relationship. Her ego won. Jay wanted to prove everyone wrong for trying to tell her what to do. She wanted to do it so bad. It fueled her. To show the man she was with was not what everyone told her he would be. Then her family could back off and let her live her life. She wanted everyone to wake up and realize they were wrong for doubting her and him. Because they had no idea how much he loved her, how he treated her, when he wasn't verbally abusing her. She prayed his apologies would turn into actual change. That didn't happen. It was wishful thinking, perhaps. More so, he never went long before finding something else to pick on. Always frightened and crying, he would pick at, badger, and judge her. Jay was a woman to speak her mind, yet she started walking on eggshells for everyone else around her. She avoided taking pictures with friends and hanging out with them. If she did, nothing good came from it. It always resulted in a negative response with something to say about who she was with. It didn't matter who either. It could have been her brother, and he would still find a way to blame her. Many people didn't even know that's why she deleted so many pictures off of her Instagram and stopped posting. She started feeling guilty for living and embracing what made her feel beautiful. She was devastated on the inside but kept a smile on the outside. Her boyfriend told her she had so much potential. All she needed to do was follow what he said. Then she would be the definition of an honorable woman. Jay felt headless. She was conflicted because he was always hurting her with his actions, words, lies, secrets, and other women. He was very abusive when he was alone with her. He was one way one minute, and then another the next. He was charming and pretentious in front of everyone else. In front of other people, he put on an innocent impression where he couldn't be the abusive guy Jay claimed him to be. It bruised her mentally. She began wearing longer clothing even if it was hot outside. She gets very hot easily, by the way, but hiding herself meant avoiding arguments. She began eating less and starving herself because she didn't know how else to control her world. Jay was a walking body with no soul, losing herself more and more. You would have to ask her a question about three times before she could actually give you an answer. She didn't want to eat in front of anyone— Her family noticed she was getting skinnier and forced her to sit and eat at the table. Conning her mother, she ate it in front of her, then went straight to the bathroom to throw up what she ate. She suffered from bulimia and became fragile. Her muscles were becoming weak, her nails and hair were breaking, and the acid was burning through the enamel of her teeth. She noticed the frame of her face started to swell up. She was so scared of what her boyfriend would say to her if she gained weight. She said his comments of his quote-unquote jokes didn't make her laugh. They scarred her emotionally. With her body in shape, Jay said he would compliment her, just to comment negatively on her body right after. Looking in the mirror, she visualized distorted images of her body and made herself believe she was overweight, even if she wasn't. She continued not to eat and worked out crazy. Jay would starve all day drink water and coffee, then run five miles. She was never heavy prior to their relationship. Jay always exercised. She liked to keep her body in shape, but he didn't like that. He would tell her she needed to relax and that she didn't need to work out anymore because he loves her as she is, which was fine until he asked her for her self-care time too. He would say she looked so good and he couldn't have any other men staring at her. It was fun to hear until he actually meant it, and actually took it seriously. He would say to Jay, if she loved him, she would stop wasting her time doing other things and spend it with him. Feeling alone without asking for help, she stopped doing what was best for her, and she stopped doing what made her feel good. She instead became more and more unhappy with herself and hated who she was when she looked in the mirror. Jay felt like her beauty was the only thing she could control in her life. Her boyfriend was big in his business, and it was clear why he wanted to show off Jay as his. He had to maintain a status that meant he only gets the best. She felt like an object. Jay lost herself in his materialistic world. Jay was living a life where she forgot how to be loving, caring, and true, especially with herself. Her family was threatened by it. They told her she forgot how to be humble and that the power of his money ran her life. They would say Jay fell for his superficial lifestyle. She felt so high up, nothing could face her. It was all worth losing her self-respect. Why would it matter if she could have it all with him? She was very independent before him, so she always denied his help when he offered to take care of things. The only time she would let him pay was for bills at dinner, which they rarely ever did. As she became more cut off from what she knew growing up, believing, and how she was raised, she became the woman her mother was intimidated by—a challenge. Jay was fighting herself, her mother, her family, her boyfriend, and her heart. She lost her values. Jay listened when he told her she didn't need to work hard anymore. He was a real man, so all she needed to do was give up everything and he could care for her. She wanted to believe him, but her family told her not to trust him, and that if she left with him, she could never come back home. Her boyfriend got mad at her for doing things on her own. He yelled at her and said she didn't really love him, nor did she trust him to take on her responsibilities. Jay said it was ironic because he told her he loved her for who she was and for the way she was with people, then tried to change everything about her. She always had to fit a role she didn't want to play a part in. Under the spotlight, Jay knew she was changing and wanted to be the strong woman everyone wanted her to be. But on her own terms, and at her own free will, with her passions and dreams, Jay was raised to never depend on a man. She was conflicted. She wanted to be with him, but at what cost? He wanted her to live under him and his lifestyle. He wanted to stunt, flex, and show her off every second he could. It gave her severe anxiety that forced her to feel as though she had to be perfect. She had to dress perfect, style her hair perfect, and do her makeup perfect, and be the prettiest, sexiest woman in the room. He wanted her to be the woman every man stared at when she walked in a room. And when she was, it was another fight fueling their toxic relationship. He couldn't handle it. Jay hated getting ready. It gave her a lot of stress and anxiety to fit this role of being a model-like figure to impress everyone else around her. Being watched because women wanted to be like her or in her position. She had to also fit the role of being an aggressive liar. She had to pretend it was what she wanted, and it tore who she was apart. It wasn't natural for her, and everyone around her noticed. Her aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends had always asked her why. They tried to get inside of her brain and understand her thinking. All she responded with was, it was something she always wanted to do. As the honest truth sat on her lips, empty and dry. Expectations and high standards was a life she lived and loved, but not like this. Jay was pressured to overstep beyond her boundaries. She was left changing 20 times before she had gone anywhere, checking her makeup, clothes, and jewelry for any mishaps. She double-checked to see if she matched from head to toe with a purse that screamed she was luxury. Everyone started joking about Jay. Her family and friends were the worst. She said they all laughed at how long she always took to get ready. Jay said they mocked her indecisiveness by saying she always got dressed as if she were going to prom. She was always the last one out the door forgetting things. No one understood why she was like this. No one understood her pain and frustrations. She used to love getting ready. It was now a chore. Her family contributed to it by unknowingly blaming her for something bigger than timeliness. Jay knew it wasn't their intention to hurt her by emphasizing her lateness. Instead, she would rather avoid it altogether, take the blame as she did with her boyfriend, and lock it away. She hid from her truth and pretended some more that it wasn't real. Jay became so good at running away. A woman who could never lie now lied to anyone, everyone, and herself. She was becoming the perfect woman for his business. Jay said she was finally able to qualify for the dirty work. It was a dirty game that consisted of playing chess on the naive. The game was only beginning. It was about to get the dirtiest it has ever been. Thank you all for tuning in to part one of this story. I hope to see you all next week for part two. Bye.